Welcome, everybody, to So What Now. Um, you know, we got Victor co-host. We couldn't do it. We couldn't record an episode last week because uh, scheduling difficulties. And Anchor was down towards the end of the week. So we apologize. We didn't even know about <laughs> until we started to rec- try to record. <laughs> so we here. And welcome, everybody, to the episode. We uh we wanted to dive into like three uh pretty interesting topics, especially um our concentrations are in healthcare. Both me and Vic are he's already in the healthcare industry and I am studying for it. Uh so Vic, I actually just wanted to start off on how ridiculous you were telling me just before we started recording, um on hospital charges. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the numbers, the the way hospitals charge you is just ridiculous. Um, I know we were talking about how I think one of the most expensive parts of life is giving birth. If you look at the average cost of giving birth in the United States, it's somewhere around $20,000, and that's to give birth to your child that a hospital can charge you $20,000. You know, I think a lot of people don't know that if you are going into labor, just to give you that room, the hospital on average charges like $10,000. So just think about how much money a hospital is actually making when they're charging you for that space. Yeah, and that's just separate charges, man. We're not, we're not even diving into how much, like, you know, health insurance and all that stuff and you know even if you even have health insurance so it's kind of scary um as to how much these hospitals can charge but do you think there'll ever be a change on that i don't think so the because this has has been happening for so long um the our economy is like so used to that set income from for example, from childbirth. So if we cut that income out completely, that that's gonna like make a very big gap in the economy for that section that was supposed to be the twenty thousand from that family. Yeah, that so basically now, on average, um a baby is born every what in the United States? I don't know the the statistic on that. I don't but... know that number. But it's pretty damn frequent. So if you think about it, that's kind of scary because, like, if you cut out that income, you're right. You're losing a big chunk of the economy. And health economics is huge right now. And um, no one wants to hinder the economy any more than than it's already been. So um, that's why we were just talking about how universal health care would basically not even be a thing. Um, in this country because of how bad our economy is because everyone says as much as I want it as well um, it's so tough when we're already so behind as like as a unit as an economy and as a country so there's just certain things that won't work out um, and it's just funny how like these issues are brought upon like politicians in order to make change when like politicians aren't even like 
knowing like what's really going on in these like places such as hospitals or clinics or um, what these insurance companies are doing and how they're doing it. The same thing with pharmaceuticals and, and everything. And that's basically like the topic of this like episode is um, uh, opioids and um, basically stem from pharmaceutical companies along with um, the lack of vaccinations that's occurring in the United States. So what's your uh, what's your input on that on immunizations so i recently saw i think i sent you this um, it was an article or somewhere from a newspaper about something that was happening in new york so that um so what was happening was there was an increase in um measles um and i know every kid is supposed to get an mmr vaccine and so i learned this it's weird. I'll learn your uh, sophomore year. So there's, there's this thing called herd immunity. So there has to be a certain amount of, of people that have to get those immunizations in order to cover such a big amount of population. So what's happening is that we have, we're having these stupid women who think, wait, what are they called? Anti-vaxxers who are yeah. not vaccinating their kids. So what's happening is that that, that level for herd immunity, so that's supposed to cover like a whole community, for example, is is dwindling down. So what's happening is that there's an increase in me, uh, measles uh, uh, and rubella. Um, and we're seeing these diseases that we thought were eradicated and they're all coming back. And that's all because people aren't vaccinating their kids. So I am for vaccinating your kids. And, I mean, we'll probably get into this, but I do understand why some people are against them, but I don't know how you feel. Yeah, no, I it, it's, uh, it's definitely a tricky topic, man, because don't most states and schools, like, just require them in general? You know, it's weird because they do. But as people, can we, res- can we respect the person's decision to not want to vaccinate their kids? Like playing the devil's advocate. Yeah. Like, do you think people should still be forced to do something like that? Because I know, I think in like mass, you need to have all your vaccines in order to go to school. Yeah. But do you no, think that's yeah, right? Like that's a law in a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, mm, I'm just playing the devil's advocate I mean, because I'm, it's, I'm it's, in terms of. Uh, yeah, in terms of uh, ethics, I mean, like you always want to do what's best for the person's interest. But, like, you're looking out for everyone else's well-being at this point. You know what I mean? So let's say, like, something as crazy as measles, right? Or, like, that can be easily spread, correct? Yeah. So let's say you send your kid to school and because some other parent isn't going to want to vaccinate their kid. And then you go to school. Your son ends up going to school with that kid. Then he's most likely to, to, to come down with the disease, right? Yeah, of course. Through contact and whatnot. So, I mean, I guess it's just, it becomes a public health issue at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So, Which it is becoming a public health issue. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like also a lot of people are forgetting the importance of these vaccines, too. Because remember back in the day when they actually came out for the first time in like the mid-1900s? Um, Bef- like 
these these like health professionals are actually advocating to actually vaccinate and they had ads they had crazy things marketing implements to actually vaccinate your kids and they were actually working it's like there's data like to support it so i think it's just the lack of marketing and advertising for vaccinating kids man like prior to the outbreak happening again when was the last time you see an ad to vaccinate your kid you know so i guess people are forgetting also <laughs> so you you think the importance you think something so subtle like an advertisement would make a difference like that um i mean seeing it around a little more instead of seeing crazy trump tweets all the time would be just a little bit of a difference yeah you know just slightly because people are, i think are starting to forget the importance of, of of vaccination yeah in terms of a public health perspective because because if you think about it like that example i showed you like we don't want a bunch of people just to get sick all of a sudden you know yeah which is happening I don't know. We kind of are a victim of our own success, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a good way of putting it, but it's true. So, like, these, like, diseases, there's always been threats, man. Like, didn't, like, thousands of people died from, like, back in, like, the early 1900s from these crazy-ass diseases? Yeah. But then once we had the vaccine, they were preventable so like i don't know i think certain states don't require due to like religious reasons um that they don't want to vaccinate their kids i think that's the only exception in some states i think i might be wrong but yeah i believe that's how it is in some states um but yeah, that's that's definitely a good question, man. That's that should be a rise in a lot of, I guess, board of public health meetings. If, you know, is it right to actually like tell you that person, no, you have to, you have to vaccinate your kid. Like, I feel like that's more of like a demandment, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's just one way I can kind of. Yeah, but that also like. That's like a penalizing a- aspect too, because like with the whole Affordable Care Act, the Obamacare that happened, if you didn't have insurance, you're gonna get penalized for taxes. So I mean, when Trump alleviated that, what happened? People started getting away from their insurances. Insurance prices go up. So really, you, <laughs> nothing ever gets solved. Right? <laughs> it just seems like a new problem arises after someone makes a change in the political aspect. Yeah. I'm I don't know. I I think Obamacare at the time as much as it did suck, it was necessary because everyone should have health insurance. I don't think anyone should be walking around without insurance. And the reason for that is that if you do go into a hospital, because you are in a hospital legally, they have to treat you, right? And if mm-hmm. you don't have insurance, who's the one that's taking up that charge? It's the hospital. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a very tough situation. And I'm not saying hospitals shouldn't be a place where they shouldn't, because that sounds like they're not caring. 
But hospitals are a business too. And hospitals yeah. have thousands of employees and and doctors and so much people who work in a hospital that they can be affected because the hospital's financially compromised because people don't have insurance and they're going to hospitals to, to get care. So it's, yeah. it's a very touchy part of healthcare. Because every, yeah. like everything in the world, healthcare still revol- revolves around money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So something like the ACA, right? Uh, it did make a lot of strides and you know leaps and bounds to in the right direction, but it also regressed in a lot of aspects. So a lot of people say it did more bad than good, but I don't see the more bad than good. You know what I mean? The only bad part was that for some stupid reason. They were charging people thousands of dollars if you didn't have insurance. They should That's not right. have done that. Yes, that was the only. I feel like that was the only major problem with the ACA. Yeah, and I don't and know why they even put that into place. That you're gonna no, get. No, I like. Really? I never understood that either. Like they, they clearly either. don't have insurance for a reason, and you're gonna take more money from them. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. No, that was a poor, poor, poor uh, regulation, a part of that act. Well, it's just hard for me to to like think of this of the world we're living in and a place where people don't care that other people are getting taken care of. Like, I don't know, that's just kind of dark to me that some people yeah. are like they look down at universal healthcare so much because they're like, why should I care about someone else? Yeah, you know, and I understand that and I can respect that, but at the same time, we're all human. So it's like, what's wrong with helping another human? Yeah. It just makes the world a better place, but Yeah. And that's not even because we're in the healthcare field, like and we and this is like our passion, we want to help people. Not even because of that. Like it should be like whether you're not in the healthcare field or or, or you just are, you should just care about the life of someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not really something that's difficult. To, to yeah. comprehend or difficult to do so something that will do yeah it, it just doesn't it just doesn't go with one and one you know what I mean that's like telling your barber to go clean your teeth so at certain points you go and say to yourself like alright this shit's not adding up you know yeah especially in healthcare and it's very 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 complex and difficult to understand and i feel like a lot of people don't truly understand it and we never will because it's constantly changing acts and regulations are constantly being you know enacted in different states and the federal level but it's just sad that like you know healthcare professionals you know who actually have viable you know reasonings and you know are passionate about something getting passed and they have to bring it upon a politician who isn't, really isn't an expert on the field to go and try to pass it. You know? Yeah. I've always had a problem with that. When you know, it comes but, to healthcare. And all, all this that we're seeing, too, the healthcare system is failing thousands of people every day. Because yeah. we're, they're not getting the proper care that they should. 
And I think this can bring in a conversation into addiction. Um, yeah. So I think one big aspect of, of addiction is mental health. So mm-hmm. I think I can say this just because New Hampshire and Massachusetts are pretty close when it comes to addiction. So mm-hmm. recently, I think it was Governor Sununu in New Hampshire, he recently took money out of the mental health from the state. Um, mm-hmm. And that really didn't sit well with me based on there is a big connection between mental health and addiction. I'm not sure if you can say anything about it, if you know yourself. Yeah, because mental health is a is a part of the tree of healthcare. Yeah. So when you're taking away funds and, you know, behavioral specialists, therapists, um, just anything who are experts in that field and you're taking away funds and, you know, institutions away from that, like, you're only making the problem worse. Yes. And not trying to bring money into this, but if you're able to try to prevent someone from having, let's say, I don't know the best way to say it, but let's going into hospital for mental health reason, right? Why wouldn't you do that? Because it's going to save everyone else money. Correct? Yeah. So I think one way I can say is, let's say we have a person who has um, a mental health problem um, and they were going to go see someone probably like a psychiatrist or something. Um, But they went to, let's say, a place that was funded by the state, for example, New Hampshire, right? So they're getting their treatment from that place. Um, They might be getting prescriptions from that place. Um, Okay, so they're living their life happy. But now, for example, New Hampshire defunded mental health um, parts in the state, right? So what's going to happen to that person when he needs help? from a mental health care provider, right? He just can't He's, get it. He can't get it. And what can he get on the street? Any type of drug, right? So now mm-hmm. we have a person with men- a mental illness who is now going on the street looking for drugs, correct? Mm-hmm. And why did that happen? Because the state failed them. Because they wanted to take money from them politicians if you think about it too yeah and i'm not trying to this is all just examples yeah it's not it's nothing set in stone but Mm -hmm. it's something statistically you can see it's in the numbers Mm -hmm. that when there's places that have um locations that can provide care for those with mental health issues that they're taken care of and in the end, it saves a lot of people money. And you're mm-hmm. saving lives, too. Yeah. So it's just weird how I saw that New Hampshire was, was taking money out of their mental health services, which makes no sense when there's such a big drug problem there. You know what I think why they did it? Because um, there was a recent article that came out that I read. It was, like, towards the beginning of, like, May or, like, end of April that the opioid addiction in Massachusetts and New Hampshire just finally hit a plateau. Like, but not by a lot. You only talk about, like, 
they only regress by like saving like a thousand lives. Don't get me wrong. That's a really good thing. But that's, that's the problem. Once they see that they're putting so much money into preventing people from dying, um, they say, all right, we're good. It, it just plateaued. So that means we're fine. Right. So that's, I, I think another example of, you know, looking at data incorrectly and, uh, making that judgment call and saying, um, well, we finally are improving, but like, but like how much though, you know what I mean? So when you say plateau, that means they reach like their peak of what they think like for drug, like drug addicts, right? Correct. But when you're a drug addict, correct? You're always in recovery, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're never technically like ever sober. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you know. Because if you think about it, there's something called the trans theoretical model, right? So if you think about it, you're in the pre-contemplation phase. You're not even like thinking about like coming off and being sober. And then you're contemplating. That's the second stage. And then number three, I think it's like action or something like that. And the fourth one is maintenance. But you always have the fifth one, which is relapse. Yep. And that means that stage model is essentially what an addict is. They're always in recovery mode because you can always yo-yo right back up. I'm sorry, right back down from when you already, like, I guess, sort of recovered. Mm -hmm. So something as serious as an opioid opioid um, incident or epidemic that shouldn't be played around with, especially no, taking out taking out funds. Because, but that's the thing, though. When you put the hands of, um, when you put that information in the hands of politicians and stuff like that, they really don't truly know what damage they're doing until the damage is complete. Yeah. So, and then you add in the the factor that. You constantly have politicians having conflicting ideas. And, you know, I, I don't want to rag on any party or anything, but it's truly like, how do I want to put this? It's like, it's not necessarily their job to cut funding out like that. Like, you don't need to do that. when you know a healthcare professional is probably saying, yo, why did they just do that? Especially in the state of New Hampshire, where, like, the addiction is so, like, so bad. Yep. And, uh, I mean, is there a correlation set by evidence that shows that there's a connection between mental health and addiction? There's got to be research out there. Because, I mean, I want to be honest, I, I'm not sure, but that has to be, mm-hmm. like, they have to go. There's got to be research about that. Because remember um, what Alex said on his podcast, uh, Making Get Spaghetti? He said, when they were talking about, I know it's completely different, um, but the gun shootings yeah, on how mental health and and, like, mental illnesses have no correlation and the findings of people just going around shooting. Um, I was actually very surprised about that when I heard that. Yeah. 
that the research supports that these people just do it because they can, um, which is scary because then, you know, what's what do you do about that? So, you know? but would that would that go in hand with oh, people are doing drugs just because they can too? Correct. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a consideration too, but you know, I feel like there's a lot of factors depending on you know your social economic class, um, the environment you're in, um, the education you have, um, the the uh, the parental care that would go hand in hand with environment. Um, you know, health policies, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel like those are like four like bold points on how in, an individual can be influenced. Yeah. Especially lack of education and lack of money. Because that's what this country derives off of, primarily money. And if you don't have those funds, then... <laughs> Like you said, the state just 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 failed that that person who became addicted again. Yeah, it's it's a very messy, complicated system, and it's it was made complicated years ago. Because if if universal healthcare was something that people were able to talk about twenty, thirty years ago, we we most likely would not be in the position we are in the society and, and the world that we have in the, in the United States. If do you think, do you think so? Because I truly would you agree do. that would, do you agree that the United States is probably the fastest moving society in all the world? Do you believe it's because of how fast we move? Oh, that one stumped me. You know, <sighs> That's hard. I still think... I, um, I have to think about that. I feel yeah. like I have to come back to it. I mean, it's just... So, you would still think that if this conversation about universal health care was happening 30 years ago, we would still be in the same place we are right now? No, I, I actually do agree with you, but what about that, like, you know, that that factor that of how fast we move as a country mm-hmm. and how, like, and this is even adding another factor on how money-hungry this country is. Yeah. Um, do you believe that universal health care would have been reversed? I don't think so, because most likely there would have been something else that people would have went for. Yeah. Because if universal healthcare was here 30 years ago and if it was working, people wouldn't want to take that away. But what about Social Security? People want to take that away now. Oh, Jesus. That's right. But why do they want to take Social Security out, though? I don't know why. What's the, like, I guess their argument towards it, but, like, if you think about it, why would anyone try to take away Social Security? But there's are, there are people out there that want to eliminate all of governmental benefits. No, that just made my, my thought messy. 
Because there's people, there's truly people out there who really just care only about their own. Interest. You know, I think the reason is is because you can never make anyone happy in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. So Correct. anything you do, you're always going to have a person who opposes you. Mm-hmm. And that leads to a big issue. And I think nothing more than what you just said applies, applies like so much ever like to healthcare. Yeah. That's why I think we always have this back and forth thing about um, about healthcare because there's so many conflicting ideas like none other than healthcare. So yeah, most likely it's gonna be one of the things that we'll never see fixed. Yeah, healthcare definitely. I mean, because we're already so much in the hole. You know, when people start to care about quantity more than quality, which is basically what's been happening the last 45, 50 years. Yeah. You know, you're going to see an increase of people just constantly trying to find a way to make more money. And healthcare does that on a yearly basis. They said that debt of $3.9 trillion dollars that occurred last year, they said it's only going to go up in 2019 and 2020. Yeah. So when you put, that means you're only putting more, I guess, that means you're not even putting pressure on healthcare professionals anymore. Because that means they're getting paid more. More money is going into healthcare. You would think. Because I guess, I mean, that's tough, too, because. Because they wouldn't want to lose their money. No. It's not, especially to their workers. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, these those big industries like that don't lose money. Like, they just don't. They only gain more. No, they don't. They make excuses about how they lose money, but they really don't. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, ah, oh, man, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> that's fun. Huh? I also read something the other day <laughs> that um, the NYU Medical School is uh, cutting, uh, cutting the cost of general internal medicine to go to school. Yeah, because we don't have enough doctors. So what happens is we're getting a lot. Yeah, a lot of doctors out of country who come in because medical getting into medical school in the United States is too hard and it's too expensive. So we're not having a high enough outflow of doctors. Do you think that would change in certain schools? Now that we saw something like NYU do it, the only thing I'd probably want them to do is make school more affordable because I don't think the admissions process should be easier per se right because I don't think Mm -hmm. you know med school shouldn't be hard and they should get the best of the best in my Mm -hmm. opinion so I think they should make it super affordable but it should still be like the same application process yeah because I feel like you know Mm -hmm. like the famous one like Harvard um if you can get the, the key word, if you can get into that med school, they like, and if you're like an inner city kid, 
they pay for like all your education because their endowment is ridiculous. They yeah. can just give money to whoever. But the key word, how hard is it to get into damn Harvard? Like yeah. super duper hard. Yeah. So if you're that any city student who messes up on a certain thing and doesn't get into medical school, but is really smart and is actually medical school worthy, then who's really losing? America. Yeah. There's just there should be something that there should be more scholarships or that the it should be federally funded, like med school. Or even nursing school. Yeah. But at the same time, that's good. that gets really messy. Because then why would a nurse be more important than an electrician? Right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's a whole other part of it just wouldn't work in our society. Because mm-hmm. that'd, be, that'd be like the people who would oppose that. Yeah. Even though it's something yeah, that's no. very necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's a lot of I guess ways that um, people can have backlash on, you know. Yeah. Just and you think of anything like. I mean, but I have a question for you. So why do you mm-hmm. think is it that now there's backlash on everything? Because I feel like when we were in middle school, you would never hear people care about anything, but now there's there's always people screaming this, screaming that. There's always this conversation mm. going on about stuff. Why do you think that's so new? Because mm, I never do you do you remember I, I hate, having this like ten years no. ago? Where, I hate to say this, but it's the president of the United States that we have right now that's making more or less America the way it is. Because I mean, like honestly, we don't have to argue about every single thing. Yeah, and the president of the United States has a lot to do with that. So you wouldn't say it has to do anything with liberals? No, they have fault in this too. Absolutely. Um, I think the President of the United States intensified it. I think it was something that was going to brew up regardless because we had liberals and, and conservatives arguing over the ACA for years, ever since it was enacted. And that was when Obama did it in 2010. But you only really heard arguments about that. You didn't hear arguments about everything. You get what I mean? Yeah. So when that 2016 election came about, we had a re-intensive... Like, think about it. We had all the crazy things that happened in America that led to it. You know, the Colin Kaepernick situation. The... um, the uh, you had the Fer- you had the Ferguson, um, you had Trayvon Martin, you had a bunch of things that led up to the intensification of I don't even know if that was even a word, but <laughs> of 2016 election happening, and intensified everything. Yeah, big time. I feel like, in terms of a, in terms of a country perspective, and how more how more people like, how do I want to say this, how more involved where individuals were around the country. Because if you think about it, when Obama was president, not a lot of people were involved. No. But when Trump came around and he started blabbering his mouth, more people were coming out and saying, hey, we actually have someone who, you know, actually thinks like us, as scary as that thing, as, as that may be. But there's a lot of people who think like Trump. 
Yeah. He just has the platform to go and say it on live television or Twitter or, you know. I think he intensified it, but it it was definitely brewing up, I guess. Because remember, in middle school, we were only in middle school for two years in the early 2010s. Yeah. Most of our middle school was in elementary school in the mid-2000s. So, I think ever since we got to college, everyone started arguing with each other. True. Because we didn't hear anything in high school, bro. Like, nothing happened in high school. Except, you know, obviously the the craziness of, um, of, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, police police crime uh you know just crazy things happening like that but we need to realize that once we headed into college and we had that 2016 election like that shit was a shift and i tell people all the time books are going to be written on this four-year period bro from 2016 to 2020 books and movies and documentaries are going to be made based on this time because of how much shit has just happened yeah, and I mean, I, I think it just fits with how much, as people, were failing with everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like, uh, a lot of people forgot. A lot of people forgot. Donald Trump shut down the government for like a For how long? Like, for like a month and a half. Yeah. Just because he could. I might be exaggerating with that number. No, I think that's like, right. Like, you talk about hurting an economy. Yeah. You know what I mean? State officials, um, you know, politicians, you know, secretaries, administrative assistants, administrators, they all were out of jobs. Because the president wanted to make an executive decision. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. So, I guess, like I said, politicians ha- just have way too much power. And they don't really know the damage they're doing until they realize it. And then it's too late at that point. Yeah. It's an evil world we live in. A weird <laughs> world, huh? <laughs> it's scary we need the good vibes back bro I don't know what how long when... that's going to take but <laughs> oh man remember when we were just you know vibing out to Kanye in the early 2010s you know vibing some thank me later Drake take care those were good times man yeah easier times <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's just because like we have a more mature and you know um I guess more educated perspective on things now. And in high school, we just didn't care about much things. I'm just tired about everyone being mad all the time. That's just mad annoying. That's mad annoying. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like we can't just get along, huh? 
I'm not trying to be just tall, get along. Just get along. Get along a little better. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope for the better. And if any of you guys have some policy making ideas or anything or have questions for me and Vic regarding uh, just anything, please contact us on Instagram, Twitter, email, whatever you want to do these days. LinkedIn. Do whatever you want. Um, but we would appreciate some feedback. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a pretty sensitive topic. I feel like most of our episodes up late have been very, very sensitive. Uh, especially last month, you know, like the Amazon, you know, us talking about sleep and other crazy stuff. We didn't even dive in we didn't even have a podcast episode on uh the guns because as sad as it is right now that's i yeah another shooting happened another shooting happened (laughs) and no one cared about it no one did (laughs) (laughs) i mean we laughed but honestly what else can we do because literally no one cared no one yeah it was not in the news not that i saw yeah and when david had his input on making good spaghetti and he kept driving the point home of saying um, something, there has to be a way to fix it. No. I'm just like, no. That's like, not when it's I, just like healthcare. Yeah, when I was hearing that, you know, I'd love, I'd love for that to be a thing in the world, but I just know it never will be. And yeah, I'm not really like, a pessimist, but for that, I am. Yeah. Because you know, the NRA is too strong and it's an amendment, unfortunately. And you can't take away an amendment. No. You can't just take away the second amendment of the United States. Like, it's just, it's so hard to do. And these other countries hey. could just ban guns because it's not a part of their rights. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. We can only wait and, and see, huh? We can only wait and see because, like, Honestly, what do you think the world is going to be like five years from now? I don't know. You know? I don't know. I, if someone told me that in 2012, I would have been like, ah. Uh, I would have been like, facts. we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but now Donald Trump's president, we got global warming. People shooting up The president everybody. doesn't believe in global warming. Look at the hurricane that just hit the Bahamas. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a sad world, man. You know what? We living in it, and we're trying to make the best out of it every day. Yazerky. By playing things like WoW. <laughs> huh. Playing some video games. Trying to make it a little easy. <laughs> Just making life a little more easier. <laughs> Alrighty, y'all. Um, we'll try to get more guests. I know we've been saying that the last couple of weeks, but scheduling purposes and trying to get people on, it's kind of difficult, but uh, we'll make it through. Yes, Got Probably got to get my cousin Jordan, the expert salesman on here. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the man, the myth, the legend. All right. Thank you all for joining in once again, Vic. See you later, brother. Yes, sir.
Peace, bro. Peace.